Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour, bonjour. I'm so happy to join with you. This is uh, my end of my trip here in Scottsdale, Arizona. It's been lovely. I know I'm heading to the East Coast where it's snowy. Fortunately, I love the snow. Don't love driving in the snow, but I like the snow. <laughs> and uh, if you're already there getting the snow, God bless you. And if you're listening to this somewhere else or years later, God bless you too. God bless us all. And let's bless us all. I'm going to start us off with a prayer here. So grateful and thankful to join together, placing our hand on our heart. We are wholeheartedly available for the healing and the wholeness. That is our true identity. It's our true nature. We are grateful and thankful to come together to recognize the fullness of love is what we already are, that we're already as holy as holy can be. We cannot be any more holy than we already are. We're partnering up with that higher Holy Spirit self to remember and recognize the simple truth of our perfection. We are grateful and thankful to offload to spirit any sense that we are not enough, that there's something wrong with us, that we're bad. We are grateful and thankful to open ourselves to the fullest expression of love, the power of love operating in our awareness. Miraculous healing happening now, this now. In gratitude, we share the benefits of our healing with everyone because we are one with them. In gratitude, we let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Ah, yes, that feels good. <laughs> so today, our topic is recognizing the spiritual bypass. This is something that we were talking about in Masterful Living this week, and it's so funny that it came up because I had already submitted this as the topic for this episode. So there's a synchronicity that's happening here that with this topic of spiritual bypass. And I can feel that it is related to this time of Christ, this Christmas time that we're in in this moment as I broadcast and record this podcast. I can share with you, uh, first of all, just what is a spiritual bypass, in case you're not familiar with the term. It was something that we used a lot in my practitioner training as a science of mind practitioner at Agape, and then also we discussed it in ministerial training, and I did uh, uh, several years of my training at the Ernest Holmes Institute and then Agape opened their ministerial program and I did my last year there. And now I am launching my own ministerial program. We've been building it and we have been training spiritual counselors and we're truly working on prayer practitioners uh, program. And so these things are unfolding as people are developing their spiritual skills and talents and starting spiritual professions or sidelines. And it's a beautiful thing for me to love and support people into spiritual careers and offering lots and lots of support for that. So that's so much easier than when I did it. And in order to really be a successful spiritual professional and even just a spiritual student, it is essential to recognize the spiritual pass bypass when it's happening, whether it's happening in our heart or someone else's. So let's talk about it. And uh, so let's define the term spiritual bypass. 
it's really related to our feelings when we're in denial of how we feel because we don't believe that our feelings are spiritual. They're somehow bad or wrong. A spiritual bypass also can happen when we feel overwhelmed. It's basically when emotions are coming up, often negative emotions that are coming up for healing and transformation, and instead of recognizing them, appreciating them, and calling forth that healing and transformation, instead, if we go into denial of how we feel, that is the classic spiritual bypass. So in Masterful Living class the other day, I gave the example of someone, uh, I gave an extreme example. So imagine, or don't imagine this, actually don't. <laughs> Just suppose someone, uh, they had um, some tragic event, like their cat was hit by a car, and they go right to, it's all good, I know it's all good, everything works together for good, and there are no exceptions, and I don't need to be upset or cry any tears, because the spiritual truth is that there is no death. That would probably be a spiritual bypass, because in our human experience, we have attachments of all kinds, and even light, uh, non-intense attachments to our relationships. A person would often have a very intimate relationship with their cat or their dog, and so the thought of the loss would be very difficult. There are many people who have the loss of their cat or their dog, even because of a shift in a relationship, that that seeming loss of that, the animal's uh, passing uh, or the, you split up with your partner and they move across the country and take the beloved pet with them. They, these can be really, really difficult and much harder for many people than the loss of a human life because the, the animal in their life, their fur family member, uh, had perhaps this really joyous, unconditional love shared with the person, whereas human relationships, maybe not so much. So the loss of the seeming loss of the fur family member, far more upsetting to the ego than the loss of a human family member. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. But sometimes people do feel ashamed that somehow they shouldn't be feeling what they're feeling. And at this time of year, uh, we just did a healing grief class at the Power of Love Ministry, uh, grief support. And we have, a, for folks in Masterful Living, we have a grief support group. We have lots of support groups for the folks in our Masterful Living community and um, we'll be doing more grief classes uh, in 2020. Very important and valuable, especially at this time of year, because many people do make their transition at this time of year. Also, uh, there are often many families that, oh, this is the first Christmas without grandma. This is the first Christmas without our child or or our family member and uh, we uh, the in that first year or so after the person's passing everything is a first the first Christmas the first Thanksgiving the first New Year's the first Valentine's Day the first 
everything. And it stirs it up again and again and again. As God would have it, that stirring up does give us a chance to have more healing. But it also gives us a chance to have another bypass. That the feelings come up for healing and we are not in a position where we'd like to feel them. We're not in a position where we feel comfortable feeling them. We're not in a position where we can fully express them. So instead we push them back, push them down. We go into denial, uh, denial of our impulses and our feelings. And then that can lead to all kinds of other issues. And I'm going to share a little section here from chapter one, section seven. It's entitled Distortions of Miracle Impulses. And it's paragraph one. And Jesus says to us, your distorted, distorted perceptions produce a dense cover over miracle impulses, making it hard for them to reach your own awareness. So distorted perceptions produce a dense cover. When we are upset, that's a distorted perception. Not saying it's wrong, not saying it's bad, but it does give us a clue that we are ensconced in separation thinking when we're really upset. Again, not making the feelings wrong. Feelings are never wrong. They're a helpful indicator to what we're thinking. They're never wrong. They're so, so helpful. But many times we don't like our feelings. Our feelings frighten us. Our feelings uh, have been the catalyst for us to be shamed. Uh, I have heard many, 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 many people over the years. I've been uh, doing this podcast since 2011, and I've been teaching Masterful Living since 2009, Finding Freedom since 2008. And so I've been in a counselor for almost 20 years. So, um, long time experience with these matters and what I absolutely have heard from many, many people, too many to count, is that their parents said to them when they were children, if you don't stop crying, I'll give you something to cry about. Many parents say things like there's nothing to cry about, nothing to be upset about. Um, they'll say, if you don't stop it, I'll punish you. So there's a threat of punishment and shame that accompanies upset for many people. And that sticks with us unless we clear it out. So that's one of the things that we can do with the help of Jesus and the higher Holy Spirit self, with the help of the company of heaven and the angels is to say, I would like to have healthy access to my emotions. I would like to be able to express my emotions in healthy, harmonious, and healing ways. I would like to be a living demonstration of healthy, harmonious, emotional living. Right? So we all have emotions and we label some good and some bad. And in the teachings of Ernest Holmes and the science of mind, he actually gives us a, 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 a way to distinguish between emotions and feelings that I find very helpful. I have talked about this before. So briefly, I'll just say, that he would say joy is a spiritual quality, which is also can be a feeling. And happiness is an emotion that comes and goes based on our thinking. But 
spiritual qualities are eternal, infinite aspects of God that are always available to us to express, to reveal, and to feel. So we can, I believe, get a lot of help in this avoiding the spiritual bypass by distinguishing between spiritual qualities and emotions. So feelings are related to spiritual qualities and emotions are related to our belief system. So emotions would be happiness, like I said, or anger, resentment, hurt, fear, doubt, worry, um, anguish, dread, um, pain, all the discomfortable ones. I'm trying to think if I can think of some other sort of positive emotions besides happiness. I don't often think of them as I think of the difference between joy and happiness, joy being a spiritual quality that is omnipresent, omnipotent, omniactive, part of our very essence and being, and part of our very divine nature. If we're not feeling joyful, then it's because we have blocked spirit in our mind, and we're living from our belief system. Right? So a belief we might have that would make us happy is, if I get this, if I have that, if something is experienced in the outer world, then I'll be happy. If I get a new phone, I'll be happy. If I get a new car, I'll be happy. If she goes out on a date with me, I'll be happy. If we can go to the restaurant with the we can go to Junior's restaurant and have some of that fabulous cheesecake that is so delicious. I'll be happy. <laughs> if we can just get home for the holidays, I'll be happy. Right? It's all circumstantial happiness. It comes and goes. It's conditional. Uh, the spiritual qualities are not conditional. So those feelings that we have of... Uh, Love and harmony and freedom. And these are the f- spiritual qualities that are feelings, right? So they are these qualities that are always being broadcast, like the great rays Jesus talks about in the Course. They're always there, they're part of our true nature. And when we truly see our brothers and sisters, we will see these spiritual qualities, these great rays, these aspects of our being shining, 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 shining. So in the meantime, our distorted perceptions produce a dense cover over miracle impulses, making it hard for them to reach our own awareness. So a miracle impulse would be something like uh, the impulse to extend love, the impulse to forgive, to drop the judgment, the impulse to have compassion, the impulse to be truly helpful. These are the kinds of miraculous impulses that our distorted perceptions cover up. And our distorted perceptions, often one of the best tools the ego thought system has to cover up our miracle impulses is emotion. Now, so when we're, even when we're feeling happy, distracted by our happiness, uh, I'm thinking of one of my uh, favorite things, visions of happiness, (laughs) silly, from the movie The Jerk, right, Steve Martin, and the new phone book arrives, and he's jumping around going, the new phone book's here, the new phone book's here, the new phone book's here, yeah. (laughs) So, it's, it's, uh, quite distracting. Even happiness can be quite distracting for us. So there's that. But then, of course, anger, 
resentment, regret, hurt, blame, shame, dread, these things also produce a dense cover over miracle impulses and makes it hard for those miracle impulses to reach our own awareness. Uh, He goes on to say here, the confusion of miracle impulses with physical impulses is a major perceptual distortion. So a miracle impulse, if we think of it as extending love, compassion, uh, that kind of a thing, if we confuse it with a physical impulse of, let's say, sexuality, it's a major perceptual distortion. Not saying anything's wrong with sexuality, not at all. But if we confuse that with the extending love or compassion or generosity, uh, all of which love, compassion, generosity would be miracle impulses. If we confuse the sexual impulse with the miracle impulse, then we are, it's a form of spiritual bypass, we could say, that we are not really being in touch with what's going on. And and that does happen. Of course it happens. So we're, we're, our topic today is about avoiding a spiritual bypass. So for me, in my experience and my experience with hundreds and hundreds of people in Masterful Living over the last 11 years and finding freedom and spiritual counseling, all these things where I'm actually connecting one-on-one with people in these programs over the years and in small groups, in all of it, one of the things that we see is most people have a negative association with unpleasant emotions. Of course we do, because when we're children, we're shamed so often for being upset. So we learn that being upset is bad, but it's not bad. It's actually helpful to us to recognize even the most minor irritation, the most minor frustrations. I think if you go back in the archive, Ken Wapnick and I talked about this in my second episode of this podcast. Um, And do remember, if you're on iTunes, we have two podcasts, A Course in Miracles and A Course in Miracles Archive. So you need to get both to get the whole archive um, and to get that Ken Wapnick one. So... spiritual bypass is not healing. Feeling our feelings is healing. And when the feelings are coming up, that's a healing opportunity every time. It's a time for us to look within and to choose forgiveness. So if we're feeling angry, hurt, afraid, guilty, shame, uh, blame, resentment, any negative emotion, there's an opportunity for us to have a healing of the unconscious guilt, a healing of the false beliefs, and a healing so that we can experience, first of all, the healing at the level of the mind where we can relinquish blame and shame and regret and resentment. And that powerfully lightens our load, this load of dense cover over miracle impulses. And what I've seen year after year with people in Masterful Living, like me, they when they focus on it over the course of the year, releasing the judgments, releasing the thoughts that cause the pain, the thoughts that are the byproduct of our false beliefs, then they start to really tune into the miracle impulses to extend love, to extend compassion, and to choose to learn through joy instead of pain, right? Now, here's the cool thing. This practice, we can do it all day long. We, we don't. In fact, you you really need to do it all day long to be successful. And 
just to do it for a few minutes in the, the morning is helpful, but it's learning to practice and do it all day long. That is amazing and miraculous, it is tremendous, it is deeply healing and transformative. And I am so grateful that Spirit taught me how to do it in such effective ways. So being willing to recognize when we go to that spiritual bypass is so helpful. And uh, I'm coming up on a break here. So I will be talking about that more about the recognizing that spiritual bypass impulse. And if you'd like to check out Masterful Living, we do exploratory calls. So you can go to jenniferhadley.com and book an exploratory call on the Masterful Living page and speak with a spiritual counselor. It's totally free. You can ask any questions you'd like because class begins January 20th, but bonuses begin January 1st. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we're living the love, we're walking the talk, and I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. Welcome back. So we're talking about recognizing when we're in denial of our feelings, calling that a spiritual bypass. So particularly, it's a denial of feelings and saying, oh, it's all good. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm totally fine. Uh, Whenever anybody says they're fine, it's often, not always, but often an indicator that no, they're not fine. They're they're, they're far from fine, <laughs> but it's an acceptable word and it's a way we can sometimes say, uh, I'm not okay, but leave me alone. Now's not the time. Uh, it also can be a way that we would say, I'm fine, which means I am so not fine and you better figure out how to help me or you owe me, or I'm mad at you, I'm going to punish you. So that fine is not a good fine. (laughs) But it also can be an indicator that we're doing a spiritual bypass. So one of the things that is uh, really challenging for us is there are many things in our past, usually from our childhood, and our younger life where we felt afraid to express our feelings because we were shamed, because we were made to feel bad about them. So we just took that as it's not safe for me to feel fear. It's not safe for me to feel anger. It's not safe for me to feel hurt or lots of things. It's not safe because sometimes people even will feel ashamed and especially as children, and then someone will come along and shame them even further. Yeah. And that is so challenging. So, so challenging. Yeah, it's really, really rough. And it happens to kids a lot. It happens to kids a lot around... Um, their um, bowel movements and urination and sexuality and all kinds of things. And a lot of that stuff is buried in there. So when we feel that, I call it the divine alarm clock going off, we feel the emotion coming up and there's a genuine sense of upset. Even minor irritations are that genuine sense of upset, there is a powerful opportunity for us to have a healing. But if we go into the denial that is the spiritual bypass, we're basically saying, I don't want that healing opportunity. That is not desirable. I'm going to push that away. I'm going to push that down. I'm going to push that back. I don't want it. I don't 
like it. So then what happens is we suffer because our spirit, our higher Holy Spirit self, our mighty I am presence is working so hard to help us bring these things to the surface. So instead of dragging them around with us, we're letting them go and lightening the load. So that's why we put a huge attention on this in Masterful Living, developing a moment-by-moment spiritual practice to offload the blocks to love and to open up to the miracle impulses, to spirit's connection, so that we can literally feel and recognize these spiritual miracle impulses. You know, we all have different ways that we recognize our intuition. Some people are very visual, and that's called clairvoyance, and some people are very um, clear in their thinking, and that's claircognizance. Some people hear voices, that's clairaudience, and then there's clairsentience, which is feeling. So if we have labeled most of our feelings bad and wrong, which is what I used to do, then we're going to be in denial of them. And we are also going to be in denial of our miracle impulses. In this section in chapter one that I've been reading from, uh, chapter one, section seven, paragraph one, it says here in the middle of the paragraph, The confusion of miracle impulses with physical impulses is a major perceptual distortion. Physical impulses are misdirected miracle impulses. So think of the physical impulse to smash something. I used to have that a lot. I remember a lot when I lived in L.A., Uh, I lived in the same apartment for 22 years and had a beautiful, big picture window uh, overlooking the courtyard. And in the courtyard below my window was a pool. And there were many times I felt like just going to the window because I I didn't have screens on the windows because you don't get a lot of airborne bugs you know, a bee will come in and goes right back out. Um, And I just wanted to just take my laptop and just toss it right into the pool. That was a regular impulse. Or I just wanted to bang the keyboard or just throw the thing on the floor, throw it out the window. It was was a really common physical impulse that I had to, you know, sometimes you have a physical impulse to shake your fist, to stamp your foot, to smack somebody, to throw yourself on the floor, to throw yourself in front of a train, Uh, all kinds of different physical impulses that people have. They are misdirected miracle impulses. So check this out. If we can relieve ourselves of the distortions in our perception that cover over miracle impulses and misdirect them, then we can receive them as they're intended to be received. And then we clearly know and feel and sense and see and hear how to be truly helpful. So think of that, right? That I'm here only to be truly helpful. And the one who sent me is going to guide me. How am I going to be guided by the one who sent me? Because I'm here to represent the one who sent me. How am I going to be guided by them? I'm going to be guided by how I feel. And what the thoughts are, what I hear, and what I, I see in my mind's eye, what I'm being guided and directed to do. 
So those miracle impulses are super valuable to us. They are life-changing to us. And we can open to really be aware of them. And that's what the consistent forgiveness work does. That's what the consistent non-judgment work does for us, if we're willing, if we're willing. So let's look at this even more deeply. Physical impulses are misdirected miracle impulses. So think about this. You're feeling like you'd like to smack somebody. You're feeling like you'd like to run them over with your car. Or maybe you're just feeling like you'd like to get in the bed and pull the covers over your head. (laughs) These are physical impulses that are misdirected miracle impulses in that moment, in that very moment of experiencing that physical impulse. That is the time when we can say, Holy Spirit, higher self, I feel the physical impulse to do violence. I feel the physical impulse to hide. I feel the physical impulse to scream or to yell. I feel the physical impulse to self-medicate. And I am partnering up instead. I'm calling upon you to help me relinquish all the blocks to love. I offer up these physical impulses that are the distortions, the confusion, the dense cover over my miracle impulses. I offer them to you for healing. I am willing to feel my feelings right here and right now. Show me how. Teach me, guide me, lead me. I am willing right now. Let me permanently dissolve and resolve any and all denial of my feelings and let me experience the truth, the joy, living and learning through joy. This is my goal. This is my destiny. I will no longer suffer with these distortions. I'm choosing miracle impulses. Because think about it this way. If your intention is to be loving, to be kind, to be generous of heart, and to be patient, to be so willing to be patient, but then someone seems to try your patience, they are really on your last nerve, as they say say. And the temptation is to get angry, to get upset, and to have that impulse. Right in that moment, you might be able to see that there's an inner conflict between your intention, the intention of you, yourself, your true self, your higher self, to be loving, to be kind, be patient and generous. And the ego identified self, which is defensive, which is frightened, which only feels and sees separation and competition. And so if, if the miracle impulse is coming up and the ego identified self sees that miracle impulse to be patient, kind, loving, generous, compassionate as a threat, as it often does. Um, I remember, where was I? Oh, yeah, I was on a plane. Yeah, I was on a plane. And I got to where my seat was. I was standing in the aisle. And... I put, I had a a bag over my shoulder and I had a roller bag. I I put down the bag over my shoulder onto my chair and I went to, and it was very clear that I was 
putting my roller bag above my seat. And this man, who's probably half my age, he moved very quickly. And as I was lifting my bag up, he put his bag in there. And I said, I was just putting my bag in there. And he said something like, it's a dog-eat-dog world. It's every man for himself. It's, a, you know, something like that. And I thought, wow, you could just turn around and put it over there. And I can do that too. But you're like a 28-year-old athlete. And I'm a small, older lady. <laughs> and so I did. You know, I turned around and I found another spot and everything. But I just thought, Wow. Talk about covering up the miracle impulses, right? That his focus was on lack and limitation so strongly. This beautiful, young, athletic, handsome guy who was with a woman, like which who clearly seemed to be his date, his girlfriend, something like that. And he did, he treated another woman that way right in front of her because he felt lack and limitation. And his response to that was, in a sense, well, it was attack, it was attack. I do think he said something like every man for himself. So we can see how if you live your life that way, Instead of being helpful and generous, your whole life is going to be amplifying and mirroring back to you all this lack, attack, limitation, and separation thinking. And it's going to be a constant stream of irritation, frustration, disappointment, um, painful expectations not met. Uh, all these ego tricks to keep us spinning around in confusion and upset and hurt and pain and suffering. And when we're living our life that way, of course we will go to the spiritual bypass that the upset is too painful. I already have enough. I cannot take any more. And if we're a spiritual student, that's where the spiritual bypass comes in because we'll just go to, it's all good. It's not a problem. I can handle it. Never mind. It doesn't matter. Instead of just saying, I feel really bothered by this and this is an opportunity for me to heal this. This is an opportunity for me to pull up this belief system by the root and to invite the Holy Spirit into my awareness so I can have a healing and a transformation and never experience these causes and effects again. I'm calling for healing for myself and for every other being. That all people who experience these thought patterns of lack, attack, limitation, and separation, regret and resentment and hurt and fear and doubt and worry, that they would all have a healing. This is what I'm calling for. This is what I'm accepting. This is what I'm choosing. This is what I'm allowing. This is what I am saying yes to. Now, that is a position of strength. That is a position of courage. That is a perfect, it is a position of hopefulness because then we're also going to be helpful and we're going to be demonstrating it in ways that will be very meaningful to people who are watching us. I know when I first started, um, with A Course in Miracles and sharing about A Course in Miracles, I was so determined to learn to truly live it and not just think about it, not just study it, not just talk about it, but really be the living embodiment of it. And people would tell me all the time, 
wow, I saw you handle that situation. That is what patience looks like. That's what compassion looks like. And for me, I just thought in the moment, I am looking to hold it together and find the loving path. Because I don't like being upset, but I also don't wish to be in denial and go into that spiritual bypass and just say, oh, it's all good. No, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, because <laughs> it's, it's, it's all good. It's all helpful. But it's not all fun. Ain't all fun. Yes. All right. So let's go back to this text here. Chapter 1, Section 7, Paragraph 1. So physical impulses are misdirected miracle impulses. All real pleasure comes from doing God's will. If only we could remember that, right? All real pleasure comes from doing God's will. Think of the times when we have been in denial of our true feelings and we go into to self-medication, all real pleasure comes from doing God's will. But sometimes we don't want to do God's will. So instead, we will choose something else. We'll choose anger. We'll choose resentment. We'll choose regret. We'll choose any number of upsetting feelings and emotions. And then, because we didn't choose the miracle impulse, and we'd like to get out of the self-inflicted pain, we are now looking for some pleasure impulse. So we're going to choose that glass of wine, that food, that sex, none of which is bad or wrong, but if we're doing it to self-medicate, if we're doing it to deny our feelings because we're doing some kind of spiritual bypass, then we're really creating, or not creating, we're making this dense cover over our miracle impulses. Jesus says to us, all real pleasure comes from doing God's will. This is because not doing it is a denial of self. So when we go into self-medication, and I'm getting ready to do my self-sabotage challenge in January, and the it's part of my Masterful Living course, and the self-sabotage challenge is very much about self-medication because for me that was my favorite way to self-sabotage. Uh, uh, well, not my favorite way, <laughs> but it was a one that I employed a lot. Self-medication as a form of self-sabotage. You know, self-sabotage is for the purpose of slowing your spiritual growth down. Yeah. So all real pleasure comes from doing God's will. This is because not doing it is a denial of self. Denial of self results in illusions, while correction of the error, error brings release from it. So correction of the error when it comes to misdirected miracle impulses Correction of the error would be to relax, to relax our mind, to relax our body, to relax our breath, to partner up with that higher Holy Spirit self, and to look for the most loving choice that we can find. Mm -hmm. And that's going to bring release from the error that's going to bring release from the spiritual bypass, allowing ourselves to feel our feelings. Now, I would be remiss if I did not say that one of the traps or holes that I see some spiritual students fall into in attempting not to do a spiritual bypass, 
and not to deny or misdirect the miracle impulse is they feel their feelings, but instead of just allowing them to move through like clouds in the sky that for a moment you really, you know, maybe that cloud in the sky has got a thunderstorm and a rainstorm and torrential rain, but you let it keep moving through your awareness. Uh, sometimes people will go into their feelings uh, because they are thinking repetitive thoughts that are bringing up the negative emotions and really exacerbating how they feel. So they keep thinking thoughts of how upset they are and how angry they are, what a loser they are, and on and on and on, like self-attack, self-berating uh, with these kinds of thoughts. That does not bring the correction of the error. That's what I think of as kind of marinating in the feelings, soaking in the feelings. And that's not what we're meant to do. We're meant to allow them to come up for healing, to feel them, and to offer them to spirit for healing. This is a thing that is going to make the difference in our lives. Yes. Hey, right now, I've still got some forgive me or F me, here come the holiday workshops, live uh, replay workshops, come and do the work with like-minded souls. This forgiveness work is one of the best ways to reclaim your miracle impulses and release these blocks to love. Uh, so come and do the forgiveness work together. It's uh, tremendously healing. We've got a few free workshops. And then New Year's Reboot is the first bonus class for Masterful Living. Uh, that's January 1st. And then uh, Masterful Living classes begin January 20th. We also have the Self-Sabotage Challenge that is bonus class for Masterful Living as well. So again, I'd just like to invite you, if you think you might be interested in Masterful Living, read what I've written about it on my website, jenniferhadley.com, and you can book an exploratory call with one of the spiritual counselors. Uh, and that's a free call. You can ask any question you like. Thank you to all the people who have donated this year. Thank you for all the beautiful people who support this radio show. I sure do appreciate you and love you. I thank God for you. Let's put our hand on our heart again and open our heart to the miracle impulses. We are grateful and thankful to allow ourselves to experience the freedom and the power of love. In gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone. We let be and so it is. Amen, amen, amen. Have a great rest of your week. I'll be with you Christmas Eve. Mwah.